This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the High Hopes Podcast. It's a bunch of baseball nerds talking about the Phillies on Radio.com and Sports Radio 94 WIP. Yo! It is another edition of the High Hopes Podcast. Jack Fritz, I have one question to ask you just to start off from the top, and you can hear it in the yo. Nothing against anything like normal, just the fact that why do we have the dumbest sport in the world that is our favorite sport? Why can't they figure anything out? They get the freaking labor stuff wrong. They get the Hall of Fame voting wrong. Nothing makes sense, Jack. Hey, buddy. Hey, Tim. <sighs> yeah, it's something, isn't it? It's, uh, oh, I'm so annoyed today, Jack. It's yeah, just like... You're getting annoyed seltzer today. Yeah, I can tell. And I'm, I'm, so, I'm, with there, I'm there with you. You know, like, I, I just wish they were no- normal. And, like, you know what sucks, man, is that... And listen, I think they're gonna figure it out. I I, I don't think we're gonna I don't think we're gonna miss games. But <laughs> you're so optimistic. Yeah. Like just just for reference sake, before you make your point, Jack, we were talking about doing the pod today yesterday, and Jack's like, "Well, you know, you never know. We could get good news and be back to talking baseball soon." And I'm like, Jack, like, come on, man, <laughs> you're so optimistic. Um. Yeah, I know. And you know the thing is, James, is that like. You see football over the weekend. I know. And it's I like, know. oh, 40 <laughs> or 51 million people watched Chiefs, Bills, or whatever. And like God. everyone's like, dude, like everyone's show opens in, like inside the sports radio world was like, wow, that game was crazy. Like, it's, it wasn't anything. And, the weekend, and it was the whole weekend. It was like that game was amazing. And oh, yeah, we just saw a perfect weekend of football and what a great sport and, 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 oh, they just know how to do it. Oh, they make money hand over foot and they don't have lockouts and every, like, well, I mean, it's a good thing that baseball is a strong players union and the, and it's unfortunate that football doesn't, but like, it's just, there's, there's never, <laughs> it seems like it's worse. For I know, I, I know, but there's never, there's never problems with football. Yeah. Like, you know, why, yeah. why does it have to be this one? That's like, yeah, no, everyone hates each other. No one gets along. We make insulting <laughs> offers to life for like no reason either. Like, the, like the, the the freaking owners didn't have to make a ten million dollar like, they didn't have to be you know bleeps about insulting. it. Insulting. Yeah. yeah. Well, what, what were they? The players were asking for like one fifty, and they're like, ah, we'll give you ten. How's ten it's million? Just like it's like such a slap in the face. It's like I of know. course you guys hate each other. Like, what what else would you expect? I, I know, and it's just. 
again, I, I, I and you I don't trust. I don't people and the planet and baseball owners. You know how I feel, Jeff. I just don't trust that. And my thing is, I don't trust that Manfred has the like the the stones in a way to be able to handle this right now. Like I just mm-hmm. don't. I don't. And I know everyone likes piling on Manfred, and and rightfully so. It's just this is a massive thing. Like this is a this is a potential work stoppage for a sport that is already losing interest amongst you know its its core watchers and, and and consumers. And I do think it's doing better with younger people. I would say most of that has to do with the High Hopes podcast. I mean, I oh, I would yeah. say the vast majority. I mean, nothing Manfred. Does. Well, yeah, I mean, like you're welcome, Rob. Yeah, exactly. And it's like. You had you had a bit of momentum, I feel like, in a way, uh, with the younger crowd kind of getting into baseball again. And I'm I'm sure gambling's helping and, and fantasy and all that. And I just don't trust Manfred to to be able to handle this moment. This is a massive moment for the sport. And I just don't think that they have any concept of baseball's in trouble if they if they don't figure this out. Now I'm largely the belief, like, and I know, like, I might be the crazy one here, but I think people will come back no matter what. Like, I'll come back. I'll watch the Phillies whenever they play again. Well, we know, we know you will. Right, I don't but think you're the one they're worried about, Jack. <laughs> yeah, but I'm just trying. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the, everyone else, and I just if you're out, they should just shut this sport down. Right, it's officially done. Yeah. Right. I mean, dude, I I, I texted you this yesterday. Like, I I was watching quarterback draft prospects. I know. Like I, I, I want to watch Schwarber highlights. It's I, so sad. It's, it was honestly, it's like a top five saddest text I've ever gotten from you. Yeah, and I mean, do you want to go through the other top five? We do. We're big, <laughs> big top five <laughs> list people. Talking about because our freaking sport isn't playing. I know, I know, and it's just, I, I, I wish there was someone in that room that I could trust, and I don't trust for it to be Rob Manfred, and probably rightfully so because he's been pretty bad at every single turn. And the, 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 just the sheer importance of, of this decision and, 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 and not making this look as bad as possible and try like his job is supposed, he was a labor negotiation guy. That was his, his whole thing was being, this is like his wheelhouse. That was like the whole point of him. Honestly, this is why he was hired. I mean, we're talking about, there was always going to be a labor strike. There was always, this was always going to happen. He was hired specifically for this moment. And I, I just, I can't trust that guy to get it right. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't trust him to get my coffee, man. Like, especially with like just within the last year, just within one year, Jack, we've already seen him. I guess you could say one and a half years. Let's let's go to the pandemic. Like within you know two years, one and a half years, whatever you want to call it, we have seen him disastrously handle getting back on the field after or during a pandemic like that whole you know could have had the as we talked about so many times could have dominated the sports world could have been a beacon of hope in america the first sport to come back all this stuff baseball the american pastime it was such a moment that they had the opportunity to do and they got back the same freaking week as basketball and hockey like it was such a travesty the way he handled that and then obviously the whole astros thing like prior to that like it's just Thing after thing after thing after thing, this guy has done a horrendous job handling. I mean, again, back to the, it's just a hunk of metal. Like, it's like everything this guy does is wrong. And to your point, Jack, I mean, like, this is why he was hired. He was hired for this moment right now. And the fact that, like, no, oh, yeah, they're starting to meet. That's good and stuff. What the hell have they been doing for the last six weeks? Like, what were we doing here? Like, there wasn't even a meeting. And then 
they come back in the first meeting, they're wildly far apart. And the next one, they're, they're getting closer, but still far apart. And the next one, they're still far apart to the point where you said, where the players are asking for $150 million in this, in this pool of money, the bonus pool thing. And they offer 10. Like, that is like a slap in the face. It is, and again, for a group of, of, of owners who, who are the only billionaires on the planet who can cry poor, the only billionaires on the planet who can tell us how poor they are all the time. Like, and that these guys like are still pinching every penny with these players, the minor league players, like the disaster that's been in their living situations, all that for years, like all these things like that are just, it's, we don't curse on this podcast, but it's bleeped up, Jack. It's bleeped up the relationship here. And especially when you look at the fact that there are owners in this league, like let's say Bob Nutting in Pittsburgh or any other ones you want to talk about where Oakland, Tampa Bay, where they have a super smart front office and they make it work. But these people are making money on their teams and they are refusing to spend it. They are refusing to spend money and yet they're making money hand over fist. And the whole small market thing, like you, you're rich enough to own a baseball team other clubs find ways to work around these things. Like the whole system is so screwed up. And and I just, I blame the owners. Like, and it, look, everyone's at fault. We've talked about it before, the millionaires and billionaires fighting, but it's just, it's so frustrating to me that the owners just always want to get over on the players, always want to win these things, always want to dominate. Instead of looking at the greater good of their thing, this, this thing that they own that million, we always talk about millions of people love and support and spend their money on and spend their free time on and all that. And they don't give a crap about us. They don't give a crap about the fans. All they care about is making as much money as possible. And, and it's incredibly frustrating, Jack, like just figure this out and give us our freaking sport. Like it's good. Everyone's going to make money. You're all going to make money. You just have to get on the freaking field, man. So yeah, everything seems fine, and it's great. It's great. It's great. Good. At least they got the Hall of Fame right. Oh yeah, everything's fine there. Speaking of, before we get into that, um, you mentioned I could have just done an hour without you solo yelling about the Hall of Fame if I really wanted to. Like that's how angry I'm just about that. I just wonder how quickly people would turn that off of like. Very quickly, very quickly, very, 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 very quickly. Um, no, so be a I, horrible listen. <laughs> but it would be it would be cathartic for you though. Like you would be able yeah, to. Yeah, it would be good. Yeah. yeah. Um, right. you were in that in that rant. I I picked up on you saying we don't curse in this podcast, and I was listening to Go Birds over the weekend or maybe last weekend uh, here on mm-hmm. here on WIP, and I believe a caller was talking about the earmuffs thing. And, yes. And yes. it just made me realize. You know, Jack, you, you really got that one right. You, we don't have to do the earmuffs thing on this podcast. We're a family-friendly podcast. <laughs> like, really got that decision right. Is is We don't have to deal with the earmuffs thing. You know? It is funny. Whenever we meet, you know, all the awesome high-ups people, like, inevitably, someone will always be like, why don't you guys curse? And then I'll point him at Jack. So, to, to those people, I'm here, and I appreciate you. We- and... We do know how to curse, though. Like if we, many people, many people have asked, like if for us to do a a, a full yeah, cursing podcast. Life, we definitely curse a lot more. Oh, that would, that would actually be a really funny one. Like if we went, we, like we could do that, right? Where we go in and say, "Hey, don't listen to this with your kids. This one pod, we're gonna curse a lot." That'd be really funny, actually. We should consider that. It's a great idea. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that. Maybe when the. Maybe we see this Phil's bullpen take the field again. I mean, it's been what? You're so like 2023, 2024, are we talking? Or? It doesn't matter the next. I, I, it, 
this might all right. If they go into the season with the idea yeah. that Corey Knable can be their full time closer, I will just be so woefully disappointed. And I know this is like for talk when they actually get back on the field and and all that uh, and and you know when they can make moves again and hopefully this is all like a smokescreen. But like the guy can never stay healthy. He's been a great closer once. It's a one year deal. I mean, are they seriously coming into the season banking on Corey Knable being like? I love Corey Knable. He was a part of both of our perfect off seasons. I was signing him for the Naris role, not the yep. not the closer role. So like, just if that's their thought process, I'm already frustrated with the season. Yeah, I love how you just slipped Philly's talk right in. Like you can't even help yourself. You were talking about laborers trying to that. You're like, by the way, Philly's thought. Well, listen, it's a Phil's, um, it's a Phil's podcast. Well, but that, but you know what I mean. I know, but that's what me that like frustrated me when you're talking and not your point because I agree with you. But the the idea that like we should be talking about that stuff, Jack. We should be talking about oh they signed Schwarber. Oh why didn't they sign this guy? Or why did they make that trade? Or oh I love that trade. Instead, we can't talk about that. Jack. Well, it's that's not true. That's not true because they've never made a fun trade. I mean, like it, <laughs> that's, they, a, that's a really good point, Jack. Even the JT trade, like that was such an like it wasn't I mean, losing six though. It was like six though for JT basically, and it's like oh yeah. that's that makes sense for both teams. We get it and whatnot. We can never have like a cool underrated trade, like an under the radar where I can just like. I just want to dive into someone's baseball savant page and see, like, why did they make this move? I tried it last year with Chase Anderson and Matt Moore. It backfired, although Matt Moore did throw a no-hitter for the Phillies, so you got to kind of factor that <laughs> yeah, into this whole situation. Good point. But Good point. I just want to, you know, I want a cool trade. I want a Mitch Keller trade. You know, I want I want something. I just, that's, I just, why can't we, they just give us something? I'm dying, James. Like, I just... I know baseball's well, right not. They can't because they're locked. I know that's because the, the owners are locking the players out, and they act like it's a combined lockout. Isn't that isn't that the most <laughs> insulting thing in the world? No, no, it's a, it's a baseball uh, thing. No, it's not. It's not. It's an, <laughs> it's an owner mandated lockout. It's not. It's like the, 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 everything else is just disingenuous. Yeah. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Hey. All right. You got anything else on the lockout? Because I, I don't want to talk about him, right? No. Why, so why, why, would, takes or... why would I want to talk more about the lockout? I don't know. Sometimes you got a weird lockout take out of nowhere on me. Um, all right, Hall of Fame. Like, we don't we don't have to go nuts. We don't have to, like, yell and scream. I think anyone who listens to this pod knows that we are incredibly disappointed that Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens were, were not elected in the Hall of Fame. But your your thoughts on the whole thing, like, just yeah, why not? No, well, you know what's funny is that I just I don't get uh, like for, for example our our good friend Jack Keffer, he texted me last night very upset, and then he comes in today and he's like all downtrodden about like the bonds thing, and I said to him like, well, why? Like it was it's always it's how it's been for ten years, like it's always gonna they're they're not gonna put him in the Hall of Fame. They're, it's just not gonna happen, and I just find it. Like the fact that his his helmet is already in the Hall of Fame, um, you know the MVP. Like like we Barry Bonds did stuff on a baseball field that we'll never see before or, or never see again. Like even for as for as good as Juan Soto is, like Bonds did that for four years. No, he's what light years? What what Juan Soto did in, in September, and I just that was better. Yeah, in September. Okay, good. <laughs> so, yeah, no, good, no, good. And, and it just and I love like I thought Big Poppy was a Hall of Famer. But, like, how can we sit here 
and tell me that Big Poppy, who I pretty like, if think he admitted to it, and it was also indicted. Well, yeah, it was definitely in that. Yeah, in that O three, you know, uh, survey, the names weren't supposed to come out. The names came out. David Ortiz was caught doing February. Also, he wasn't, you know, right. in trouble for it, but he was allegedly that, whatever. If we if we had to throw allegedly in there, but like. I just don't, like, I mean, also, let's say there was never anything. David Ortiz, like a whatever, 260 hitter with the Twins without a bunch of pop comes to Boston, and all of a sudden he's huge and it's 541 career home runs. I'm just saying. That's the one where I was getting to, where it's like, where it's like, obviously he did something. I mean, I don't think it's, I don't think it's attributed to launch angle or whatever. I, like, he just use your eyes and use deductive reasoning. And I just, I just don't get how you can look at it honestly and say, this guy didn't cheat as much as this guy, so we'll put yep. him in. Like, Pudge Rodriguez, same thing. You know, and it's just... Piazza, all these guys. I just find it so stupid, and I just... It's, it's like, it's again, they act like it's the most important thing in the world. It's a museum of baseball. You can't tell the story of baseball without Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens. And for yep. me, like... My first, like, I loved Roger Clemens. I loved him. I mean, a horse and, uh, I mean, 45 years old, like, figured out a split. Like, his splitter was still disgusting. He figured out a slider late in his career. Like, he's the definition of a horse. And, like, steroids or not, to be able to do what he was doing was insane. And it just, it's, it's, again, it's a museum of baseball. Put them in there. You can't tell a story of baseball without those guys. Yeah. I mean, that that in and of itself, that basic point is, is you know, done. Conversation over. But, like, I mean, again, the fact that they, they elect David Ortiz, who has, and again, not maybe not as much or maybe not as, you know, extensive steroid allegations or, or whatever you want to call it against him, but to to have Bonds and Clemens in their last year on the ballot and to not put those guys in and then put in someone who had steroid connections. Like, it's just like, it's of course, it's like the hypocrisy at, at the highest level. It is so silly. It's because Ortiz a nice guy and Bonds and Clemens were a-holes. That's it. They didn't like him. And these reporters and these people who covered the game, like there are guys voting for the Hall of Fame who haven't covered the game in a decade or more. Like it's so messed up this system that they have. And they screwed Bonds and Clemens by changing it from 15 years to 10. They would have gotten in if it had been 15 years. They clearly stacked the deck with that too. Like to your point, you're right. They were never going to put them in the Hall of Fame. They were never going to let those two guys in there. And it's a joke. It's it's just I, like, I've already yelled. I've already, I freaked out on the air today. Like I don't, I don't have much freak out of me left other than like, I'm, I'm just kind of done with the baseball of fame. Like this used to be one of my favorite debates. One of my favorite things to argue about because it mattered so much. It mattered so much. This sport, it like the hall of fame felt like an actual hall of fame, like real deal. Like you gotta be the best of the best to get in here. And of course there's going to be exceptions. Like Jim Rice got in and Andre Dawson got in and guys who were very good, but not that level. But, for the most part, in its history, this this hall did such a great job of acknowledging the right guys, the guys who deserve to be in there. And then, like, now for this moral high ground, this year, when all those guys, you can go back, you want to go back to Ruth times and say he never played against a black player. How about that? 
How does that factor into the whole legacy of that? Like all those guys didn't. The next era, the Greenies, which talk to any former player, they will tell you that Greenies are more impactful than Voids. Like it is much harder to get up and go out and play baseball 162 out of 175 days or whatever it is without the Greenies, with that upper every day, getting you going, getting you going. Like that was many players think more impactful. And if nothing else, certainly impactful and against the rules and all that like it's just it's just this whole like oh all of a sudden now we're gonna stand on our moral high ground and say that's wrong and the the pièce de résistance of the whole thing is that these are the people who looked the other way when it was happening all these writers knew Maguire was taking steroids, knew Sosa was taking steroids, knew Bonds was taking steroids. They all knew, and every single one of them looked the other way. The league looked the other way. Bud Selig is sitting in the Hall of Fame for looking the other way because it was making the sport popular again. Like it is, it is just levels upon levels upon levels of hypocrisy. And the result of it is what you said that we have a, a, a museum to preserve the history of the game to tell the story of the game and the best player I ever saw, the best player you ever saw, and the best player anyone our age ever saw, the, the all-time home run champ isn't in there. Like, how dumb is that? Is Especially it, when you let the record stand. Why not take the home run champ away from him, right? Why is he the all-time home run champ if he can't get into the Hall of Fame? It's all so stupid. Isn't it so baseball that the all-time home run uh, king and the all-time hits silly. leader? And the all-time hits, yep. <laughs> it's yep. not in the Hall it's, of it's, Fame. It's like the most, like it's so, it's so absurd. It's so absurd, yeah. Um, well, and it, it just brought me back to thinking again about like this weekend and how we're watching those games, and everyone's like, just like, wow, games are crazy. And then baseball happens, like everyone's yelling about the Hall of Fame. Like, it could never <laughs> no, just be about the the actual stuff on the field, which I wish it would. I, me too. I me love too, but, but real talking quick, Jack, baseball. I do, think, I do think, though, that that's another issue area where baseball, yet again, like with everything else, gets it wrong in the sense that, like, today, like, people cared. Like, people want to talk. We, we on the midday show today, tried to start with a Sixers hardened topic or whatever, and people only wanted to talk about the Hall of Fame. Like, it was the, the biggest topic here in Philly for people who listen to WIP, at least. Like, people cared. And, like, baseball had that opportunity and has this opportunity to make this thing matter, to make this well, something that people care about move forward. And yes, people are talking about it, but they're talking about it in the wrong way. Well, I know, but th this, I, I honestly, I think they're happy people are talking about not the labor stuff and they're still talking about the Hall of Fame stuff. That, you're, you're, you're right about that. You're <laughs> so, right. and no, you're I right. mean, they have you're dominated, right. they've dominated headlines all day. And it, I mean, great. It's a, it's, it's such a minor win for a bigger problem. And um yeah honestly um i just I, i'm i'm starting to buy into this more and more and i i, I kind of came up with the yesterday like guys should be on the ballot one time it should be one time and and if the guy's a hall of famer you, i love this so much jack you guys a hall of famer he's not and if it's not then it can go to a veterans committee or whatever like, like and that that can be five years down the road ten like, whatever you want to make it but like one time on the ballot, like I just, it always bothers me how like people have to be. Oh, Scott Rowland didn't get in this year, but in three years he's gonna get in. Right, and then like, he'll be a Hall of Famer. It's like what? I know. Like I just, it just never made. It doesn't make sense to me. Like Big Poppy is a first. I always thought he was the first ballot Hall of Famer. Like I just did. I, I he's huge postseason moments. Uh, you know, we won probably the best DH of all time. Like I, that's yeah, that's a no. Hundred and forty home runs. It's a no. It's a no freaking brainer. 
But like, I think A Rod's a Hall of Famer, and I like, I think all these guys are Hall of Famers, and I, I, it's just, I don't. Again, like, like Harold Baines is in the Hall of Fame. People are making cases for all these players. It's like, yeah, they're fine, but like, it's Barry freaking Bonds. A-Rod, Manny Ramirez, Roger Clemens, like all like all timers. That's what's so frustrating for me. All timers. Like over the these guys that are in the hall of very good. Yeah. Again, the best player I ever saw in my life. You know, that's it. And and one of the three best pitchers I ever saw in my life. Like What's the point of this? What's the point? Like when I bring Zoe to the Hall of Fame someday, which now I probably won't. But like if I were to bring Zoe to the Hall of Fame someday, and I'll, I'll oh, you gotta still story, go. Like, Cooper sounds awesome. These are these the yeah, it was until they ruined it. Um, all the you know, tell her the story. All day. I saw this player. This player was great. But you know, the best guy I saw is in here. Do you think that Zoe's gonna be breaking down like their war by that point? Like, hey, oh, <laughs> hey, daddy, oh, uh, yeah. his B war is actually lower than this player. Like, yeah, she is. She's, she is. You think? Do you think if, Zoe's? If she's not, I've failed as a parent. Do you think Zoe's more eye test or analytics? Oh, right now eye test. Yeah, she's, she's an eye test gal. Yeah, she's got a good eye for it. You know, I'm a big fan of the eye test. It, we know. You ready for? Always, you ready for an out of nowhere take? I love an out of nowhere take. Please. I think using stats in sports arguments are the single laziest thing you can do. Wow. Like it is. That is a capital T take. It's just so lazy. Like, like the, the, the what really started this train rolling in my head was like having to see the chart of Josh Allen versus Jalen Hurts. Oh it, my god! I it's know. like it's yeah. like can we can we just take that we've gone too far? Like we've just I like stats. I like it, but we've gone too far if if we're using that to compare the two and like it just makes it makes like sports arguments so not interesting like just go back to the eyes the eyes are always right how's that how's that for for an analytic dude that is a a friggin' pain it's just lazy it's lazy there's there's no it takes no skill to look up baseball reference or look up any of these sites and tell me what a guy did it it there's nothing anyone can do that and believe me anyone can watch sports as well but like it's just, it's so stupid. It's not interesting. It's not, it, it's, it's not, it, it doesn't show you know anything. It's just, it's well, pure yeah. laziness. Yeah. And also like for the most part, these stats like context, like it's just, uh, you know, again, you know, our buddy Elliot likes to throw the Jonathan Gannon defense <laughs> rankings at us. It's like, oh, he's got the eighth best defense in terms of points. It's like, I don't care if he's in quarterbacks. It's like, all, you need you need contacts with this stuff. Stats alone, like when you just fire off stats, like I'm with you, it means nothing. And we look with our eyes and we make our decisions. I mean, that's just the way it works, Jack. I know. I, it's that's it's tough. Stuff. It's just tough. Um, so yeah, that's my. Uh, so you will never be throwing out like you know Woba or OPS Plus. Or never, these, you know? never. Because I, I, I don't think I've ever heard you use those before on this pod. So only know. when we're talking about uh, the peak of J Roll's. <laughs> Uh, career where he's a 95 OPS plus. Yeah, 9.4% um, felt right. That felt um, like the right number for Jimmy on the ballot. I like, like, again, I like stats. I, I just wish that it would back up what the eyes tell you more than, like, trying to fool yourself into thinking something that's not true. 
Yeah, and also again, like they they cannot be the deciding factor in any argument. I think is the real thing you're saying. It's like arguments are not solely based on stats. Correct, Elliot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, you got anything else on the Hall of Famer? Can we talk about some actual bona fide, real deal good news in Philadelphia? Uh, let's get to some real deal good news. See ya, Matt Clintac. Bye. Bye. Don't miss ya. See, and I know you're going to be like, well, I'm going to the Brewers, so probably going to be good now. Is <laughs> <laughs> King Clintac back in Milwaukee? Way to read my mind, kid. I I have I this. Know it. I know you too well. As I was saying it, I was like, I actually know what Jack's going to say back to me right now. So here we go. I think he's going to be good in Milwaukee. Like <laughs> I, I just, I know it. Like I just, I'm sorry. Like I think every, I think <laughs> I love uh, this favorite moment of the pod. That was phenomenal. I think everyone who was a part of the under McPhail, like everyone has gone and gone elsewhere and gotten better. I mean, seriously, everyone who was he like just infected everyone, and it was like you know, and like not it's not here. like it's not like Matt Clentak's gonna be running the team. He clearly can't do that, but I think he's gonna provide some value. And I can just I can just see an article three years from now saying like Matt Clentak learned from his time Bre- with the Brewer's Phillies. Secret, Brewer's secret weapon. The title of the article is Brewer's secret weapon, and it's an article about how Matt Clentak behind the scenes just crushing with valuations and analysis. Yeah, well, it's like, and it's like, it's like, yeah, uh, Mac Lentzak had to learn his lessons in in Philadelphia, but he's ready to be a GM again or something. Like, it's all Ben Harris's fault, and it's just like, you know, <laughs> it's, why does it have to be the Brewers? Like, if it was almost any other team, I'd be like, oh, like he's clearly gonna fail. But it's like the Brewers are 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 definitely smart, um, and I think to make up for literally screwing up the should have been easiest rebuild in baseball history. Um, they have to send us Corbin Burns. I think that's a I think that's a fair trade. We get Corbin Burns for you ruining what should have been a golden era of Phil's baseball. Yeah, uh, do it. Thank Make you. Make the deal. Yeah, I I think that is a truly fair trade. Honestly, I think we're still losing out. Yeah, five years of my life, Jack. All right, five right. years. I know. Believe me. It like it, honestly, that's it's not. It wouldn't be enough. Like set it up. You know. Yeah. It wouldn't even be enough for the for the pain that they have caused this this fan base in in like look again, they were handed an because an empty plate. It was, they had no money on the books. They had a bunch. They had three top ten draft picks, and then here we are, here we are. So yes, Corbin Burns and David Stearns. That's the trade. <laughs> Dave, come work under Dave. No biggie. Just come on over. We'll right. be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Dave and Dave. I like that. I can go with the Dave and Dave. Right. I think that's a winning formula. Um, yeah, look, I'm I'm not nearly as worried about man contact being good with the Brewers as you are. I, you know, look, just, I just we, remember this podcast three years uh, from now. Uh, I know. I look, I mean, you know, sign Zach Wheeler. That was good. That was a good one. Awesome. <laughs> okay. He's a I'm real genius. Zach Wheeler signing. Yeah. Well, you Zach know, Wheeler. I still think that you got it on one, right? I still think the biggest surprise of my entire Phillies fandom is Zach Wheeler saying crediting the Phillies analytics staff for why he wanted to sign here. <laughs> Zach, are you sure? The plant? Is it, is it your favorite type of plant? Did like, you water it and fertilize it? Like, what are you doing? Really? That's the the the, the Phillies analytics staff who hasn't like unearthed one interesting player in their entire you know existence. What a disaster. What a disaster. 
Anyway, I think Clint Tech sucks out there, and I'm ecstatic he's gone. That I will not guy. miss him for a second. There you yeah, go. Yeah, I, I, just not a fan of Matt Clint. Wow, I never that's will a, be a bold fan. take, as man. Long as I, yeah, I know. Some people might not like to hear it. Not a fan of Matt Clint. Is that the right? Is that the type? I've never said one good word about him. You will not find any audience of me saying one good word about Matt Clint. Is the title of this podcast? James is not a big fan of Matt Clint. <laughs> yeah, I think it is. Well. Well, listen, people come here for takes, man. And that's a that's a yeah, scorcher. That's a, a spicy one. I mean, not as good as your analytics are dumb take from before. Stats are dumb take no, from before. No, stats are lazy. <laughs> it's good. It's good. Thank this you. is the right forum for that take. Uh uh, one other guy leaving. I More know. sad. I know. Uh, you know, you're 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 this is a tough one for you. You alright that Franny's gone? I'm I'm really not. Like I just I I'm gonna I know you're a mess about this. I'm gonna miss I'm gonna miss my buddy. Um you don't produce Philly's games because you are uh like I don't know, like you're incompetent, maybe you're not very good at your job. Um sure. so I think that's the best uh reason for it, yes. <laughs> Yes. Well, I'm one of us, it. one of us was not, you know, uh, uh, born on third base in this job. Some of us had to work at it. And... <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. So yes, you're right. I was not born on third base. Some of us had to work at it. Yeah. So you don't know what that's like. But yeah, that's true. You're right. <laughs> yeah. You. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. Some. Some of us. Some of us had to grind our way to the top. But yeah, some of us had years working weekends and holidays. Some of us just waltzed in there and worked it out. Yep. You're right. Good point. That's uh, a really good point. Thank you. I've been staying on that one for a while. Um, <laughs> it's a really good one. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah. So like talking down the line to DeFranzen and him giving us over unders for the game, and you know just generally being a delight and uh, being a guy that could actually talk smart baseball. You know, like, like, you know, we had to listen to like smolts on the national broadcast, like just crap all over the sport it was like so nice and refreshing to hear a guy that like didn't do that so um yeah no i mean uh, washington's getting a good one um you know we took bryce from them they took franzen it seems like a pretty fair trade-off <laughs> no offense kevin i will make that trade again Sorry, Ma- many people are saying that franzen is the worth of the 2020s so he, oh look at that well i'm curious to see if if franny like maybe drops like i hope they never won a world series again or you know he I, like I just whatever worth did I'm curious to see if if Franzen does that as well but yeah it's gonna it's disappointing just, like just when I feel like I'd finally got him to a part point where he's a Philly guy you know for him to kind of leave and and now become like a DC guy he's not a is DC guy a I know I don't think there is DC guys it's like a transitory thing it's like you're, you're a right. politician or you're not it's like oh let me go sit in traffic and all that yeah sweet let me go look at the Washington Monument cool. oh awesome but yes it's uh it's it's it's, yeah, it's a loss so uh good luck to Franny and uh they're they're gonna go on I'm glad he's doing TV that'll be fun Except, I mean, their their broadcaster call is just like I watch. I watch so many Schwarber highlights. I watch so many Harper highlights, and I have heard the phrase like "see you later" uh, like four hundred no, 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 times. No, 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 no. Yes, no. Oh, no. It's wow. a yeah. See you later. Oh, oh. So I was just. I was literally just about to say like. 
like I'm gonna miss him, but I'm really happy for Kevin Franz and like what a a awesome opportunities getting to do TV. Like he was only part time here, even you know with LA doing games and all that. So like a real big jump for him. But after that, I'm gonna have to say I'm sorry, Kevin. I mean, it sucks. <laughs> sucks. That's tough, man. That's tough. See, and that? oh my god, like a hundred times a year? Are you kidding me? Hundred and fifty? What well, is probably that? Probably mean more than that. Well, especially especially because that team like stinks. And he has to willfully watch that bullpen for. I mean, he he goes from the Phillies bullpen, which was just a train wreck the last couple of years, to that bullpen, which made the Phillies look like the '08 Phils. That might be a little bit of a stretch. I know. I mean, that, it was a bad. It was a bad bullpen. Was there I mean, anything? Yeah, but was there anything as fun as coming back against the Nationals last year? It was like every time the Phillies. Oh, it was great, but you know the 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 counter to that was all the teams coming back against us. Was the counter every time they would go down by like two or three runs against the Nationals? I would get excited. I was like, oh, here we go, here we go. So yeah, by have fun. Way, have fun with that. Have fun with that down there, Franny. Yeah, good good luck, Kevin. No, we, we love you. Maybe we'll have Kevin back when they play the Nationals. Probably not. No, he's um, he's too big time now. Yeah, well, no, I mean, we don't want him. Right. Point, you know, right. yeah. I mean, he left us. It's okay. Love Jack. I'm fine. Jack's not fine. No. We'll get through it, though. I got you, bro. I mean, seriously, can this, um, can this baseball offseason get any worse? <laughs> if they don't sign Schwarber, if they don't sign Schwarber, you're finding a new podcast host. Go on. Again, back to the point, like, you were looking at quarterback prospects I know. like that is like you have sunk to the lowest level since i've known you like this has never happened you are it's tough do you want my quarterback you prospect know? you want my quarterback prospect takes real quick not really but give them to me <laughs> the only quarterback i'm interested in them than the eagles are pro, uh pursuing in this draft is carson strong like i think i think he's got a hose he doesn't move very well but he reminds me of brady and <laughs> you just so you start starting quarterback takes and then throw Brady out as your first comp. That's wrong. Yeah. That is a that is a boss move by yeah. you. Well, I'm just getting out early on uh, that one. I'm waiting for that yeah, one to be put out in the, the draft sphere uh, sphere. That was really good, man. That and then really good. I would probably take the kid from uh Fresno State in next year's draft. He's like he's got a he's got he's got yeah, one of those... that look, that's the thing like you know let's not get an eagles talk but i think next year's draft looks looks good like maybe like move your assets forward and get like stroud or young or one of those guys well um, yeah anyone year. but the spencer rattler's things um but yeah those are... yeah i mean he couldn't even keep his job in oklahoma what are we doing here this is what is happening I know. right now yep what this is, happening? This is what people came for Jack, did you know that the difference between Barry Bonds's career war and David Ortiz's career war is Alex Rodriguez's career war? Did you That's know? That's how much better Barry Bonds was than David Ortiz. That's how much better, Jack. Did you know that uh, David Ortiz's career OBP was three eighty four, and if you took if you turned all of Barry Bonds's seven hundred some home runs into outs, his career OBP would be higher than three eighty four. You know why? How I knew that, and that's pulling, bringing it full circle. Kevin Franzen texted me that today. How about that? Because Kevin Franzen saw it on Twitter this morning. <laughs> Probably he was listening to our show and he texted it to me. <laughs> I was like, "Good one, that's a great one." <laughs> the guy was insane. Again, we're never gonna like, we're never gonna see what he did from like '01 to '04. Or Ever whatever. again. Ever. We like never they couldn't did, even. You might not. I don't think you'll. If you get this reference, I'll be very proud of you. I don't think you will. Um, but could they at least put John Dowd in the Hall of Fame in place of Barry Bonds? John yeah. Dowd. See, you don't get it. You don't get it. 
It sounds familiar, though. What is it? John Dowd was the player they created for like MVP baseball 04 or 05. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, he was like this 42 year old guy that was like the uh, best player I in the league. That they did that. I didn't know his name was John Dowd, but I remember that that happened. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's good work. If they you. could at least put they John Dowd do in. That. that would be a really funny move. They never would. No, they would never do that. Too serious, Jack. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Uh, Franny, we love you. We'll miss you. Maybe we'll have you back on. Um, I feel like we've gone way too far into this already to not talk about the fact that you do the top five for this podcast because you are completely sick and mentally unable to not do a top five for everything that you do. You're obsessed, Jack. I'm a little worried. All I do is top fives. All I think about is top fives. <laughs> I, I know. You're like, you live life in top fives. It's like, like, you know, like, uh, Neo sees the numbers moving by, like, you know, whatever the beautiful mind sees, like, you know, whatever, every sees the world, you see the world in top fives everywhere you look. Yeah. And my problem is, is so for those who don't know, I do it every day at five o'clock on Marks and Reese here on the afternoon show on WIP. I do a top five at five where I rank random stuff, whatever I'm feeling that day. It's usually dumb stuff because I like, I like arguing about dumb things. It's like, one of my favorite things on earth. But, uh, and the biggest problem, James, is that sometimes I'll wake up at like four or five in the morning. And the reason why I can't fall back asleep is because I'm thinking of a top five at five. Wow. I know. It's this really comfortable. Deep, buddy. So, I, deep. so I figured I'd bring it to this podcast because, again, there's no baseball going on. And I like talking about baseball. And I like talking about the Phillies. And in a Matt Gelb piece this morning, he brought out some old school names from the last like decade-ish that we watched and we've suffered through because this last decade of, oh, buddy. of Phil's baseball has just been dreadful. So, James, I have ranked here today the, to- oh. the top five the top five bad Phillies that I believed in. I love it. I love it. Is there an out there on the list? <laughs> sorry sorry go ahead I'm not gonna don't 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 do this <laughs> let me get to the list okay don't do this don't be that guy number five <laughs> is justin defreitas oh, i God. loved justin defreitas i did too actually i thought he did stuff he should have been nasty like when you're talking about spin rate before spin rate um it was it was defreitas i mean it was it was, he was it, the original spin it was power spin fastball. It was a, a good curveball. Just could never figure it out. But I always believed in him. He was like, if we were doing this podcast in 2014, I would have been talking about Justin DeFreitas. I love it. That's a, a fantastic name. I'm just pulling up his reference page. Mm. My man spent a lot of time <laughs> in the minor leagues. <laughs> My man does not have a lot. We look through the reference page. It's like a little bit of Phillies. It's a lot of Lehigh and Redding and Clearwater and Lehigh and Redding and Tacoma and Round Rock and Harrisburg and Arkansas. Anyway, um, yeah, DeFreitas. Loved it. <laughs> that didn't work out. Number four. So this guy pitched against the Phillies in 08 and 09. And when the Phillies signed him, I was like, oh, perfect bounce back candidate. Chad Billingsley. Oh, I loved Billingsley. I was so I happy loved, when they I signed him. I him in fantasy. Like, I was, I was all in him. 
Now, to be fair, when they signed him, I thought he was cooked because of fantasy because I had owned him and he like kept getting hurt and couldn't stay on the field and all that stuff. So like I was I was not expecting anything from Chad Billingsley when he was in Philly. It's pretty sad that you were, but I did like Chad Billingsley. Well, I remember thinking if he can just stay healthy. <laughs> yes, that's that's the story of Chad Billingsley. Number three is a guy who I, at one point, and again, never gets talked about, but at one point was like by far the best setup guy in baseball, and that's Mike Adams. I was so in on the Mike Adams signing. I I, I was like, oh, awesome. We have a setup guy for the next like four years that's going to be the best in the sport. And he was so, he was so bad here. Like it just never lived up to the hype. I loved Mike Adams. I never have anything mean to say about Mike Adams, except that I believed in him wholeheartedly, and he was an utter disaster here. I didn't remember Mike Adams was a Philly. Really? (laughs) Do you remember him as a Padre? uh, I I remember Mike Adams, and I remember now that you say it, I remember that he was a Philly, but like I totally blocked out of my memory that Mike Adams was here for a couple years. Totally blocked out. I'm so sorry that you could possibly forget the great Mike Adams era. Like, I know, I know. Somehow he's tough. I'm gonna look like, up. That, his... I mean, those are the those are the worst years. Like the oh, the, the middle, 14, 15. Like, yeah, like fourteen. The 15, AJ Burnett. Like, oh, oh God, those are such awful years. Obviously, it really was. So it, man, why can't I find? Of course, this baseball reference is like impossible to find. Whatever. Anyway, uh, I love Mike Adams. I'm sorry that you forgot about him. Number two. Number two. Now, early listeners to this podcast will remember this, but for those who don't remember, number two is Mr. Aaron Altair. There it is. I believe one member of this podcast said was the next Jason Worth. (laughs) (laughs) Just not good. Like, could not read a curveball. But, but. He flashed. He did. He did. Unlike some of these others, like, I don't know, Justin DeFreitas, um, I don't think you were the only one on Aaron Altair Island. Now, you were the loudest one on Aaron Altair Island, but I don't think you were the only one. Well, and there's just nothing more sad uh, than the Nick Williams or Aaron Altair debates. Oh, buddy, buddy. Just a real, real sad uh, era. It was a tough time. Yeah, it really was. Yeah, it really was. Um, yeah. But he I'm did have to see a number one is because out there would have been my 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 number one for you. So um, people people do forget though that Aaron Altair hit a grand slam <laughs> off of Clayton Kershaw. So that, they sure do, buddy. That's important. Now number one, what I, do people remember more that grand slam off Clayton Kershaw or his time in the Korean League when there wasn't baseball during the pandemic and we were all following the Korean League for like a week? And he was great. And <laughs> and ESPN put on like three in the morning, thinking people were like so starved for live sports that people would watch it, and like no one. He was like, it. "Oh no, we don't care." No, Sorry. no one cares. I would rather not watch sports. Um, now I feel like people listening to this are expecting my number one to be Nick Pavetta, but well, of course I knew you wouldn't do that though. because like, he's no way. He's actually he's good, good, right? Yeah, he's I good. knew. See, that's I knew. <laughs> I'm all over you today. Like this is like I'm right in your head. Yeah, I don't like I that. Knew- I knew. That's why I said who's number one. I assumed Altair would be number one because I knew that even I was actually my initial when I said Aaron Altair, my initial thought was like, I'm slightly worried he's going to tell me that Aaron Altair is good and not on the list. But I was like, you can't justify that. So he has to be on the list. Anyway, who's number one? I would like to point out that Pavetta in the postseason was electric. (laughs) Number one, 
I would say it was my first Pavetta, and Ooh. that would be Ethan Martin. <laughs> That's the number one, Ethan Martin. I loved Ethan Martin. Like, did you, he even make it to the majors? Yes, yes, he, he did. did. Okay. And he had a okay. he had. If you're talking looking for high spin fastballs, I, and this is before <laughs> this is before Rap Soto, that dude had a nasty fastball. I think I actually went back and watched some Ethan Martin highlights the other day. Like I was Still just, I was in? justified for liking Ethan Martin. <laughs> he was good, man. I don't care what they Ethan didn't... Martin played in the majors in 2013 and 2014. He made, he played in 17 games in his career. I remember all. Of them. Would you like? Yes, I'm sure you do. Would you like to take a guess? Hold on, let me get over here. Yes, let's see. What was his career ERA? Your your guy, Ethan Martin. Uh, eight point. Four. No, that's that's too high. Five nine three. So, so very 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 very. They sh- but what you're saying is they should have given more chances. Oh, clearly. I mean, fifty one strikeouts and forty four innings. That's what, dude. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. Man. I yeah. I was if if this podcast was around in that in 2013, it would have just been Ethan Martin over and over. Forty three hits and forty four innings to go along with twenty nine walks. Last impressive. Is that bad? Yeah. Is that it's bad? A one six, it's a one six three career whip. So yeah, let's well, that's good. That's good. Well, you can prove that yeah. stuff, you know. I think he would have figured it out. He just needed more time. Right. Well, he listen. He's still only thirty two, Jack. Really? Yeah. Bring him back. Is he still here? Let's see if he's still kicking around in the line. There's no way. You, oh, you, no. you he can't... hasn't played professional baseball since 2015. He's just wow. done. Well, I gave it up. I mean, it might be like overseas or something, but in terms of baseball reference page, it ends in 2015. Yikes, man. Should we see if he'll so come? If he, had, if he had had the power of Jack Fritz behind him, who knows? I mean, look where Nick Mavetta is, a playoff hero. Just saying. <laughs> Should we see if Ethan will come on the podcast? <laughs> sure. Tell him, yeah. I mean, what what the hell else does Ethan Martin have going on that he can't come on a podcast where someone's going to tell him that he was their favorite player at one point or another? That would that has never happened to Ethan Martin. It will never happen to Ethan Martin again. It's a one-time opportunity for him. Will we mention Ethan Martin again on this podcast? I hope not, man. <laughs> I don't know any uh, Dude, all I'm saying is I'm just thinking back to the summer nights of 2013. I just graduated. Co- oh, no, I just graduated high school. Oh, buddy. I, mean, was, I was like my summer of 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 out of college, you know. It's nice weather. I watched some Ethan Martin starts, and I was like, I believed in that guy. And I still believe. I really enjoy. I really enjoyed the top five. I, I think this was really fun. I really enjoyed it. I Thank s- you. I still believe in you, Ethan. I want you I to know, know that. Yeah, you're the one. You're the one. You were always the one. You're the one the whole time. That's it's right. Amazing. That's right. <laughs> All right. Uh, it definitely feels like we're at take back time. <laughs> It feels so take back time. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I think we kind of already have the take. I think we don't think that. Yeah, kinda... it's good. I think that's okay. No, I'll, I'll do. I'll do this. Oh yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it this podcast. Whatever. Yeah, just do it. Just do it. The only thing I have in the take back is that there's a bunch of top ten uh, prospects lists that have come out in the last two Ooh, weeks. Uh, like Baseball Perspectives, I think Fangraphs, I think Baseball America. But they don't really matter until Fritz gives his top 10 Phil's prospects. Oh, buddy. So I have them here for your pleasure. Oh, my God. You have them here now? Yes, of course. Oh, my goodness. Of course. Of course. Now, let me just say this. Is that, like, all right, 
I took out like Veerling Moniac. Like I, I took those guys out because like I like those guys are already major league guys. Like I, I just, if you already reached major league, it's hard for me to like believe like, the prospect thing kind of wears off. Like I know they're technically still prospects, and like I think Fangraphs had Veerling number five, which is awesome. Um, but it's just like I I look for upside and like I'm taking the major league guys out of that. So that's my my qualifier. I, I agree. I agree with you on this. By the way, I'm good with that. Yeah. So if you don't hear those names, that's why. Number one is Mick Abel, who I think about a lot. And I think about his first start, and I start getting emotional, and I need him to figure out his command a little bit. But it's still, like, I think it was uh, one of these draft prospects, maybe prospect or draft sites, prospect live maybe. Like, they've ranked the high school arms the last five years, and Mick Abel had the number two fastball and the number two slider. And it's like, I just got giddy. So Mick Abel, number one. Love it. Number two, hopefully up this year. Hopefully Didi is somewhere else. Let's say that. And we have Bryson Stott, who, again, simply, simply cannot wait for. Number three. Yeah, I'm all in. Yeah, yeah you're, you, Stott's your guy. Yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> Number three is Johan Rojas, who, again, another Ooh, guy. back. Another guy who I cannot wait for his debut at Citizens Bank Park. Also, in doing some Instagram uh, story scouting, like per usual, looking like he started to develop some lift on his swing, which is uh, very exciting. Um, I do worry about the hit tool. Like, just, you know, I, I worry about like a 230 hitter or whatever, but the power starting to develop. Um, number four is Griff McGarry. I'm probably higher on Griff than almost anyone else in the country, but I don't care. I think that guy's going to be the next Roy Oswald. I think he is disgusting, and I'm so glad the Phils drafted him in the fifth round. Number five is Andrew. Number number five is Andrew Painter, who apparently hit 100 in an instruct, which is very exciting, but I can't like lie and say I was a big Painter guy because I still, I'm not still a a ginormous. And because you put him on your list of the guys you didn't want them to draft on our podcast so it'd be pretty easy for people to dispute that do not li- don't lie we don't lie the high hopes <laughs> that's true i had him on my list of don't want them to draft will talk myself into him when they draft yes him. that is it you are correct thank you that is correct thank you i don't, I, don't, I, don't I just don't want you to lie i don't want you i don't want people no, that's to, true right. i was painting you into a corner so i apologize <laughs> Wrong. Uh, number six Wrong. number six is my left fielder in 2023 and that is Ethan Wilson, who is going to hit here forever. And it's a better Ethan. Yes, better than Ethan Martin, hopefully. Um <laughs> better, better be pal. Is Ethan Wilson. Number seven is a guy who I am just praying they turn into a reliever because I think he'd be locked down. And that is Francisco Morales, who has two wiped out pitches that uh they just need to convert to a reliever and just stop with this whole, you know, the whole starter thing. Uh number eight is a guy who put up monster power numbers last year and i can't wait to see what he does this year also are we making a high hopes trip to the reading fills versus lehigh valley iron pigs game on april 3rd or no no (laughs) well if there's no baseball we're there pal oh yeah it's the day before my wife's 40th birthday so we'll have to see what i got going on but yeah all right I'm there. Uh, Jalen Ortiz is is the name who, again, like last year's a really positive step forward, and I want to see him continue on the upward trajectory there. Number nine is a guy who fell off a little bit last year or a couple years ago, the prospect rankings, but still like hard not to believe in the talent, and that is Luis Garcia. 
And number 10 is Logan Ohapi, who, when JT's out of here in a couple of years, is hopefully going to be the catcher. So that's the Jackbirds' top 10 prospect rankings. I thought it was a very good list, um, but an outrage that my guy Casey Martin wasn't on there. Well, right. he is not. He say. is not it. Superstar. <laughs> Casey Martin. I don't think so. I liked no. him. I watched like 45 seconds of, of highlights of him when he got drafted. I've never left. I'm all in on Casey Martin. He wasn't. He wasn't. Down. He wasn't even in my top twenty. Thanks, Jack. <laughs> Thanks a lot, buddy. All right. Thanks a lot. You got anything else? I got to put my daughter to bed, who was wearing a Casey Martin jersey, which probably isn't worth anything anymore. So thanks. I have nothing else. Okay. Um. <laughs> oh wait, hold on. Are we doing the are we doing the draft thing? <laughs> we're gonna do it next time. So we're pushing Unless it out another. No, 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 no. The first pick, but let's just do it next week. All I just right. got to hurry up. Text from Emily, so I feel like I should. I should move it along. Uh, <laughs> it's like the, she's usually very chill about it, and she just exit hurry up. It's love like, it. Ooh, love okay, it. so let's hurry up. We'll do it next time. No, uh, hold on. I have right. one more thing I want to talk about. Oh, great. No, I'm just right. kidding. You, you can go. I knew, you, I knew you were. I knew you were. Um, last thing I'll ask you: the next time we do the bud, will baseball be back? No. No, that's the things will be worse. <laughs> So we'll do our all-time Phillies draft, and it'll be fun, or at least we'll start it. I can't wait. Sure, we'll keep pushing um, it back. Are you any final thoughts? Did I ask you for final thoughts already? Hmm. Is there anything I can do that can pick up the next three minutes? You're just, this is great, man. Thanks, so you buddy. can, so this you can, good. so Emily can be more mad at you. Um. Yeah. Great. Yeah. I don't know. Um. So no. So no. Still thinking. I've been really into '80s movies recently. Cool. Currently working my way through <laughs> 80s, 90s everyone, movies. Everyone tweet it for it's your favorite 80s movie. <laughs> the list of all the 80s movies you should watch. All I right. think about that. Just don't seen. waste my time with The Breakfast Club. I mean, what an awful movie. <laughs> it's okay. I'm not a huge oh. Breakfast Club guy, but it's fine. It's, I don't think it's even watch, fine. Watch Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I've seen Ferris Bueller's Day Off. All right. All right. Well, just throwing eighties movies out there. Back to the Future. Ferris Bueller's Day Off is also not as funny as people think. Have it you is. watched Back to the Future? No, no. Back to the Future. I should watch Boom. Back to the Future. You should watch it. It's a great movie. I know. I've heard great stuff. Uh, right. yeah. No. All right. Well, I guess I'll let you go now. But thank you. That's <laughs> really good stuff. Uh, I'm serious though. Everyone, tweet it for it's your favorite eighties movie. Just one. Pick your favorite eighties movie and tweet it for it. And let's see how many of these we can get them to watch. What do you think about that? Yeah, I'll do it. I'm always looking for something almost every night. <laughs> I know you are. All right. I'm actually really going to go now. He's spread some something with you later.